Hi, I'm Kai from KDU Gaia Fight Club, and you are listening to KDU Campus Radio. KDU Campus Radio, what's up guys? You're hanging with me, Kelvin. Welcome back. And you're in the show of Kelvin with e No, eSports with Kelvin. Oh God, oh my God. eSports with Kelvin. I'm so sorry, I'm a little bit rusty because I have been busy with my final year project too. And so yeah, my bad on that. Okay, cool. Okay, now we're back. And all right, so. The next up for number four. Is it number four? Is it number four? One, two, three. Okay, yes, it's number four then. On number four is use split loom tubing to protect power cords from chew happy animals. Chew happy animals as in got cats, dogs, maybe a huge iguana that you let roam around the apartment just because? Chances are they have, at least once, decided that your console or PC cords make for great chew toys, of course. You could let your pets find out the hard way that gnawing on electrical wiring is painful in the long term, but then you have to buy new cords and potentially new pets. Ooh, we don't want to go there. So yeah, that's number four. Number five, st store your cables in toilet paper rolls. Yes, store them in a toilet paper rolls. From Games Radar, they are telling us that pretty much every electronic device you'll buy these days comes with a slew of cords, some of which you really don't need, or are backups for the ones you do. It may be tempting to just toss this in a giant miscellaneous cord bin, but there will be a day where you need to find a certain... <coughs> Excusez-moi, I was just a little bit burping. Okay. But there will come a day when you will need to find a certain one within that tangle C. Instead, hold on to these cardboard toilet paper rolls. They're great for storing cords and keeping them tidy, especially when you have a shoebox or something. So that's even more for you OCD people who really want to keep things clean and arranged and clean. So this is pretty much for you. The sixth one, keep a garbage bag with you when traveling with electronics. Why do you say garbage bag? Not that because you want to throw your electronic devices away, but if you were to ever travel a lot with your laptop or your handheld gaming device or even partake in the LAN parties on a regular basis, then you will definitely need to have a plastic bag, a garbage bag at your disposal. Why? Because they're very useful in protecting your electric equipment, especially from the elements of rain. That is very, very annoying. And you do not want to get your electronic equipment wet because, well, need I say more? <laughs> and the sun is to keep the heat. No. And yeah, the elements. You get, you get the gist. Okay, so the next stuff is number seven. You need a stand for your headset. Pick up one of those banana holders. Yep, those banana holders. If you're going to invest in a decent gaming headset, then you'll definitely want to take good care of them, especially if your gaming headset costs about, what, five to 600 ringgit, and it's an owie if you were actually to drop them or have them scratch. So yeah, get a banana holder, leave it, so and then you would you can use it as a headphone holder instead of just buying those really really expensive 
gaming heads uh gaming headset holders which can cost another 300 ringgit nah you do not want to waste that money unless you have that then so why not go ahead it's your money go ahead so even yeah so like leaving it on a desk around you on your desk means it has a higher risk of breaking yep dropping on the floor or uh, you do not want to know what would happen number nine did i count it right uh, four five six seven eight okay oops sorry number eight lose weight while gaming science says we need to take care of our bodies lest we succumb to horrible disease or obesity problem is exercise just kind of sucks unless you're playing your video game while doing so in which case it ain't so bad true Yes. Now, it's pretty tough to lift weights or go jogging with a 3DS in your hand because it keeps on bouncing, right? Yes. But riding a stationary bike for an hour or two while playing a handheld game device or sitting in front of a big screen TV is a pretty easy way to drop a few pounds without sacrificing game time. It's like killing a bird. No, it's like killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> my bad guys sorry so it's killing like it's like killing two birds with one stone so you get to exercise your you get to exercise your body and you also get to exercise that brain of yours so it's like mentality and physically you got it all done yay alternatively you can play a you can stop you can you're if you're playing a competitive game like counter-strike or league of legends do a few push-ups every time you die and have to wait out a spawn timer so imagine if you die a lot of time you would just have to push-ups for like what 20 to 30 seconds and that way you would be exercising your body too isn't that great right this is life hack it's legit it's legit this is what they're telling me from games radar Number nine. Okay, the Wii U gamepad stand can be used for holding just about anything. If you own a Wii U, then you would need to hear this out. At some point in your life, you undoubtedly muttered the word, Man, if only I had a one-size-fit-all stand that I could use to mount literally anything in my home. Well, you're in luck. Duh. Ta -ta -ta. We use gamepad stand. It's the device you've been dreaming of. It's <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it holds your mobile phone or tablet, or for when you feel like watching movie on an impossible small screen. It holds your 3DS when you're charging it, and also makes for a great TV remote control holder. The darn thing even holds a sword, as seen as the picture above. Oh. Okay, you know what? Just Google gamesradar.com and then with the 13 life hacks gamers. Mm. And for number 10, one of the, okay, one of the greatest features on Nintendo Wii's U is that many of its games can be played with just the gamepad. Now, that obviously is an awesome thing when your family is hounding you because they want to watch the latest episode of 16 and Pregnant on... <laughs> okay, that's a TV series, okay? Uh, episode 16 and Pregnant on the big screen. But it's also present a few more opportunities you might not have thought of. For starters, access your game from the gamepad. The Wii U needs merely to be plugged into a power outlet. No TV necessary. 
take it into the bathroom and you can play from the comfort of your bed or if you're in a six hour flight and you have access to a power outlet hooray for you why not join the mile high why wii u club okay Whew. okay that's number 10 i'll share on the next five in the next coming song break and this is kdu campus radio this is esport with kelvin and you're hanging out with the one man guy oh yeah welcome back this is kdu campus radio and this is kelvin what's up people I, I hope you guys are having a good day or a good night, depending on which time you're listening to me, but most likely it's tonight. So yes, the 11th, the last five of them, the 11th. Oh, sorry, that little bit tongue twister. Appease your younger sibling by handing them an unplugged controller. Yay, they might think that they are playing with you, but actually in reality, they are not playing with you. Younger brothers and sisters can be awesome. Like, really, it's true. Especially when they have yet to develop the ability to think abstractly. Those are the golden years. The ones in which they believe five pennies are better than one quarter. Or that you somehow have the magical ability to actually remove your thumb and put it back. But having younger siblings can be a drag. A pain. When they want to play video games with you every time you sit down with a controller. One age old and admittedly deceitful, Fix is to hand them an unplugged gamepad. Next, you must look them in the eyes and lie to their still developing faces and convince them that yes, they're the one controlling the action on the screen. You're just helping. Suckers. And for the 12, 12, 12 life hacks, it's that schedule automatic downloads and updates to happen while you sleep. So one good thing about this is that PS4 and Xbox One has this great feature where they could update the games whenever you're not using them. So actually it's like this. Okay, so long if you have if you are not using your Xbox One or your PS4, always leave them on standby. So when you're not using them, they will automatically update it. So it's good that Next time when you turn on your console, you don't have to wait for the update, which is going to take really long if you have not switched on your PS4 for a long time. <coughs> You'll want to dig through your system settings on your PS4 and Xbox One to ensure both are set to auto-update. Doing so will save you about uh, uh, quite a lot of headaches. If you game primarily on your PC, you have it even easier because on Steam, it pretty much takes care of everything for you without requiring any setting tweaks. The future is beautiful. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm. I get it too. Okay. Last but not least, I, I know I said 15, but this was like only 13. I'm sorry. Is it? A? Oh my. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'll just continue on with 13. Okay. Number 13. Don't buy new games right away. It seems obvious, right? No. New games hit retail shelf at full price, which is really, really, really expensive. And sometimes they are definitely not worth your money. If you're talking about a specific game you've been looking forward for a long time, 
as all, especially if we are talking about a specific game, you've been looking forward for a long time. But in most cases, you have the willpower to hold out for a few weeks. You see that game drop from, let's say, 240 ringgit to maybe 200 ringgit, which saves you about 40 ringgit also, which is a lot of money. Keep on checking on if you're playing on games, uh, if you play games on PC, then always check on Steams or sites like Amazon for better deals. So the longer you wait, the cheaper the games get. And that saves you costs and money which you can spend on something else that you would love to do. Scout out the thrift store, which is the secondhand shops and garage sales for new gears and games. Secondhand stores like Goodwill. Okay, this is most probably for US, but. Now we have like Muda and Carousel. Always check them out. Oh yeah, we also have uh, lawyer.com.my where they always, they have a forum. They have uh, Muda. We also have Carousel Wedge and Lazada which we also, which they sell quite good secondhand stuff which you can actually take a look at those. And you'll never know you can get a brand new game just for half the price. Wow. Use specialized sites to help scout the deal. So if you were to go out for special for to websites and you do your research, you search out for the pricings of all those uh, games that or items or game equipments that you would really want to get. So that way you can actually find that it might be cheaper compared to other retail shops that are selling it. <coughs> Whew. And let's take a look. All right, we are down to the last one. Buying new gear. Try nabbing a display model or open box item. Whenever you're looking at picking up new gaming equipment such as a TV or surround sound setup, don't forget to ask if there are any open box items or display models available. If they are, and if the retailer will sell them to you, you can usually save a good chunk of cash. More often than not, they also come back by the same warranty you get if you purchase the item brand new. Just be sure to ask about it and the written policy before you buy. As for games... You can generally find some pretty good used deals on sites like Gamefly.com advertisements or at your local video retail store, rental store. Eh, at this very moment, it's probably dumping all its stocks because it's going out of business. Harsh, but reality isn't always that pretty. So yeah, we're done with all the life hacks, guys. Yahoo! Alright, here's some music and listen and stay tuned because I'll be bringing even more stuff for you guys to talk about later. Peace out. Welcome back, people. And yes, we just finished the life hacks. And right, this is me, Kelvin, giving you the new update. Nope. Games of from esports, not to say esports, but updates on the gaming world. And so, next off, the game that I want to share with you, like at the moment, as it is quite fun compared to my friends who are playing right now, it's Bomber Crew. Okay, some of you might have heard about the game, like the classic roguelike FTL, faster than light. Classic Bomber Crew puts you in charge of a vehicle which you must staff and manage as it goes on a missions. But the comparison only ends there. That's mainly because you can pause to give orders to the game. So the challenge comes from performing all the duties of a Bomber Crew from gunnery to navigation to bombardment at the same time. 
so I have already watched the game trailer of it of other people playing the game and I tell you it's really uh, after the tutorial and the first mission it seems kind of complicated because even after he was done he almost uh, he almost lost his plane and that was like half of the plane was down already so at the moment now targeting okay so Targeting enemy fighters, picking destinations, and lining up bombing runs all work the same way. Press the middle mouse button to zoom out into targeting mode. Find your target and hold your sight on it until the circus is filled. It requires careful coordination. You can't drop your bombs without opening the bay doors, but opening them too soon slow down your bomber and waste precious fuel. You have to make that decision while you're juggling other tasks like lining up the plane for a run, extinguishing engine fires, and resuscitating down crewmate. Sometimes, all of them at once. Whoa! So it's really, really complicated. Uh, okay, I'm actually reading this off uh, IGN. As you know, IGN is one of the mo one of the most like uh, trusted source of news for anything gaming and computer related. And the review from and this game was reviewed by PC. PC is also another is also another trusted source where people actually trust what they say and and they're like the actually would like to say the professionals and the elites of the gaming gaming world so for this they gave an 8.5 review on pc and that is very high for a very cute game and those are just only the main objective of the bomber crew besides that the bomber crew throws some optional objective into the mix as well uh most of which involving reconnaissance photos but i've shot down enemy aces and incoming v1 guided bombs and v2 missiles and all those are really really interesting it's like look look at all those they they and if you were to go for those uh uh extra i would say uh, 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 uh what do you call that what do you call that um those those side missions yes they will give you extra cash which you could use to upgrade and for your for your to upgrade your people then to upgrade your crew so beyond the rewards of self-satisfaction and completing missions unlocks a wide range of upgrades. Those range from simple passive things like leveling up engines for more speed or gunners for, to deal more damage and more interesting stuff like the ability to call in a squadron of spitfires to back you up in a fight or giving you giving your homing pigeon a tiny helmet. Ah, so cute! Increasing its chances to survive, to survive after a crash. Those frequent unlocks makes every mission feel like a meaningful step forward and every time you finish a mission you can feel like you actually achieve something in life it's actually very very tough to finish a mission you'll need them because bomber crew won't go easy on you it's very tough i after looking at the gameplay it's like you have enemies shooting from you from above you got enemies shooting you from below aa guns uh the Luftwaffe's oh yeah this this is actually a World War Two kind of game World War Two kind of setting so yeah you're the Allied bomber who is bombing uh Germany or something like that I think I forgot not too sure so yeah slow piston engine fighters are eventually 
replaced by rocket-powered enemies that are much harder to hit and can chew up a poorly defended bomber in a matter of seconds. Victory is a matter of experimenting with combination or of upgrades or running easier alternative missions that can make the challenging ones easier. So if you're having a tough time doing this tough challenge, why not do all the easy ones? Upgrade yourself. And then when you're ready to take on the challenging one, it will be easier compared to where you were previously. Higher level missions are daunting because a single mistake can doom your crew. In one mission, the player, the author, uh, system broke, which meant his turrets couldn't aim at enemies who promptly took advantage of the fact and set fire to his engine. He sent his engineer to repair the engines but fell to his death when the next attack blew a hole in the plane. Oh my gosh. Gravity then took its natural course and my bomber crashed shortly after that, leaving me to consider what I've done wrong. Maybe if I had sent the engineers to revive a down crewman instead, that crewman could have fixed the hydraulics, allowing the turret to defend the bomber, preventing the engineer from dying too long to fix the engine and keeping the plane aloft. In hindsight, it's clear, but it takes some trial and error to figure out. But all of this is actually very interesting because this is also a management game. And uh, depending on how fast can you multitask your decision making and how good are you at fixing uh, to find the best solution for each problem that was thrown at you. So I would actually recommend this game to play if you guys were actually uh, interested to actually listen this out. So I would suggest that you guys get this game. It's only 32 ringgit on the Steam store. So check that out. And this is... And do hang out and I'll be bringing you back for the last, last show that I really am excited to tell you which I will tell you next, later, after all the songs. This is Kelvin. This is KDU Campus Radio. Follow us on KD, uh, Instagram, KDUCR. I love you. All right, hold on to it. Hold on to your chairs. I'll be back. All right, guys, and we're back again. Esports with Kelvin, and this is Legit Esports. We're going back to the World's Final, which is going to be happening on November 4th. SKT T1 from League of Legends. No, 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 sorry. League of Legends uh, Championship is called World's Finals. And at the at the time, November 4th, which is this coming Saturday, Saturday, SKT T1, your reigning champion of four years, five years, uh, four years, sorry. The reigning champion for three years in a row against SSG, Samsung Galaxy, which is also a previous uh, world's, world finals champion also. So this is like, you could say, this is the battle of the beasts, where one giant versus the other giant. And both are also Koreans. Yay! So basically, they are fighting on their own turf. Yes. Okay, so last... A few weeks ago, I we talk about I told you about the semi-finals that is going up. That RNG is uh going up against SKT T1. So at the at the best of at the best of five, these two teams fought at a very very, uh, let's say a very tight very tight gameplay. So on the game one, I was watching I was watching the live replay. Uh, no, not to say the right live replay. The live the live 
uh live view of what's going on at that time at that time rmg was dominating the first game of the series skt tried a variety of new strategies which even i look at it, it was like whoa this is not the usual i would say not the usual pick that that the champ that the skt would pick but then rng is like they're doing all the meta plays which is usually the metas are created by them they're the one who did it they're the one we learn from the other one we get better too so on game one rng wants so uh, rng stands for royal never give up so on game two skt t1 won. skt t1 stands for sk telecom t1 so that is a telecom communication company which is wow this time it was skt turn to dominate a game as they start with a strong early game and grew their lead from there SK SK Telecom once again picked Galio mid, which is they did for the first match. Um, at first, they weren't sure about uh, with the Blitzcrank support on the under 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 second game on the first game, but then uh, it didn't go so well for them. But then when they picked Galio mid, they were doing so well. Uh, they picked Galio mid, trusting that the pick wouldn't let them down twice in a row. And this time they were awarded with incredible map presence and perfect counter engage. So whenever bottom is uh bottom is being ganked by another player, uh by the other team, uh the mid can 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 just rush to the bottom to come and fight off the gang that is uh happening at the bottom there. So at the game two, uh it really left RNG without any path back into the game after they fell behind. They could not catch up after that. On game 3, RNG got it. There are a few compositions possible in this meta that are riskier than the one RNG drafted in this game. The inning phase had to go long and the rest of the game had to go short and they perfect and they played perfectly. The team's only real power spike was between the 15 and 25 minute mark that which they took control pushing into SKT base and finishing the Nexus in just under 23 minutes, leaving the defending world champions stunned because because the only time that you are able to to surrender in a game is at the 20 minute mark but them finishing the game at 23 minute is really i would say um very dumbfounded it 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 did lead for a lot of people stunned too not even the world champions Game 4, SKT T1. This was the complete opposite of the last game where RNG went risky in their composition for the game 3. SKT went safe for game 4, which they pick up, uh, picking a protect the Cockmore composition where the AD carry will be playing very safe and getting defended and the AD carry can just deal all the damage they need. And and by that, simply letting it work, pushing lanes and forcing team fights with their seemingly invincible AD carry. This let SKT easily push through RNG base and close the game. Enough said. Because usually Kog'Maw, it can deal so much damage in such a short time that you'll be like, Oh my gosh, what is this damage doing on? And it really gives you a really surprise from there when you actually play the game yourself. And on game 5, SKT T1 won the game. So it out of the best of 5, is 3 to 2. SKT 1, 3, and RNG 2. And this was, is I would say, is a very, very close match. Because whew, this game, for, for, for them to fight uh, among these two, RNG is actually from China. And 
to fight with the beast they were actually one of the most uh shockingly well well deserved team to actually win the worlds too and so this is for you on the recap on SKTT1 versus RNG for last week and now we're all looking forward for the SSG versus SKT1 on November 4th this coming Thursday and we're so excited and then if you're actually going for a viewing party go right ahead it'll be more fun it'll be just like watching the World Cup with public and other people it will be the energy is just immense so i would suggest you to find a spot and go and watch the viewing party with them this is kate this is kdu campus radio and you're hanging out with and this is kelvin and he is signing off thank you and have a good day KDU Campus Radio, good day people, and you're hanging with me, Kelvin, and today it's eSports with Kelvin, Hey, I am your one-man show for today, Hey, okay, so, KDU Campus Radio, follow us on KDU Campus Radio, that's facebook.com, slash KDU Campus Radio, and Instagram, KDUCR. Follow us over there on Instagram and on Twitter, search us up, KDU Campus Radio. So follow us on all these three. So I'm like, please follow. And then you can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter too. Yes, I do have these three social media. Okay, so it's it's been like last week. Okay, let me bring you something new today. Maybe some of you have heard before. Maybe some of you have not heard before. But Yes, all the while, this is the life hack for gamers. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the usual esports, but I would like to bring something fresh and um, something to help my listeners to actually uh, get better in their life. Yes, so life hacks. <coughs> we know that there are a lot of life hacks, and then we know that even gamers, yes, us gamers, that we need to know on life hacks too. And these are some of them that are specially catered to us. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, so get yourself a comfy gaming chair and learn the basic ergonomics. <clears throat> so basically, if your computer is a standing position, so you need... There are certain criteria that you need it for it to be ergonomic. Yep, ergonomic. And if you're having a chair and a desk, yes, you need a certain different positions. No, not to say different positions, but comfortable height and distance from the desktop and for your arms and even for the chairs you sit. So first off, if you are standing, it has to be at least your elbow height. The mouse... The table has to be your elbow height. And when, you're stand, when your height to the monitor is around the same height as the monitor, as, as your forehead. So when you're looking at the screen, your eye level is towards the monitor. And if you're sitting, your sitting height has to be just exactly the L shape that your rear end makes towards your knee. It has to be your knee height for your chair same goes with your elbow height table for your keyboard and also for your eyesight as towards the monitor too and also we must not be too close to it so 
Whew, that's number one. And number two is optimize your TV for gaming. So if you're... Oh, excuse me. I'm just a little burping. Okay, so if you have a fancy 50-inch flat screen TV, hmm, you like it big, don't you? So everything, you can actually see it very clearly and very, very HD, correct? Yes. So if you got yourself a big uh, LED TV or whatever, and it's really big, do you know that you can actually change the TV mode to gaming mode? Because usually smart TVs these days, they have like different kind of mode, like energy saving, uh, saturation kind of level difference. But then... TV these days, they have a new mode, uh, not to say a new mode, but a mode specifically for gaming. And the gaming mode is actually where you could, where it produces a very bright, uh, a, a better color, a better saturation for your game characters and for the gamescapes inside there. So it looks much more realistic and much more immersive. So, and this would actually increase, what do you call that, that, gaming experience that you would love to have from the tv so this is one of them and yes i will bring up more no okay i'll just bring in one more then pick up a multi-use usb cable the thing no one ever tells you about is going wireless is that it basically is impossible cordless mics sorry cordless mic keyboards controllers all of them need to be charged and at some point it requires the cords to do so that's why getting a multi-use usb cable is very important even though it's a no-brainer thing and it's inexpensive you might uh, never thought about it but having a multi-hit usb can really save you a lot um save you a lot yeah save you a lot of time to finding the others hate for you to use it to charge your stuff so that's one of them and i'll tell you more i'll tell you number four and five later on after these songs so this is kdu campus radio and you're hanging with me kelvin hi i'm susan from cf and you're listening to kdu campus radio